All right, everybody, welcome in to week two of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, the hottest football podcast in the nation. Of course, he is the pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada. I am Rob Parker. And uh, TJ, what's happening? You ready to go this week? Hey, not only is our podcast booming, bro, we giving them picks that where they win money. We ain't losing did right you see now. What we did? Hey, we're we not losing. We are not losing right now. So if they knew better, they would do better because we giving them free money. Wait till we tell you how well we did in our picks. And then this week, you better pay attention. But there's nobody better than in the National Football League than running the football than our buddy Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Famer. I mean, his list, TJ, of accomplishments, it's through the roof. Six-time Pro Bowler, five-time first team uh, All-Pro, NFC, uh, NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1986. I can go on and on and on. He was on the uh, NFL 100 anniversary team. The Rams retired his number. NFL's all-decade team of the 80s. Like I said, Hall of Famer, legendary running back, and, of course, who still holds the record for the most yards in a single season. E.D. Eric Dickerson joining the Lemon Pepper podcast. What's up, E.D.? What's up? What's up? The Lemon Pepper. I like that. Like that? <laughs> What's, up, nice. What's up, DJ? Hey, E.D., I was, I'm, I was just – I had a debate this past Sunday with some Raiders fans, and it, I started to text you, too, during the debate. They, they, were you know going, they were going on and on about there's never been a running back in history as big and powerful and as fast as Bo Jackson. And I said, y'all a damn lie, Eric Dickerson. And I said, I should text him just so you see what he says. So before we get going, you would agree with that assessment, correct? Yeah, okay. I'm bigger than him. I'm, I'm, I'm taller than Bo. You know, Bo, 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 Bo might have been faster than me, I don't know. Uh, we never raced, but I, I, I was fast. People, see, people I That's what I told him. I, I, made it, I made it look too easy. You know, I wouldn't right. run, a, run them hard runners like this here. <laughs> <laughs> run hard. No doubt. All right, let's get it kicked off. We want to get your opinion on a couple things going on. The uh, Cleveland Browns, what a stinker for their opener. Their offense isn't moving. Baker Mayfield. But come the question is OBJ and whether or not the Browns should maybe try to move him. I, I swear to you, ED, I looked down at my phone. I thought he was hurt. I looked at the stats in the first half. He wasn't even in the play. He wasn't even on a stat sheet. I mean, what has happened to OBJ, and would you trade him? You know, I said that last year, that they should they should try to get something for OBJ. I, that's just not a good fit over in Cleveland. You know, first of all, you got a young quarterback. Uh, I think it puts pressure on the young quarterback to try to get the ball to him and Landry. You got to try to run the ball. I mean, it's, it's, it's not enough ball for all the, all the superstars that they have there. And, and I think it would be better for him to not be in Cleveland. I mean, nothing against him. I, I think that, you know, I, I think he's a great player. I, I think he, he hasn't been, you know, too boisterous and mouthy, you know, not getting the ball, but it comes to a point where, you know, he is that player and he, he deserves to get the ball. And there, the young quarterback and they're not protecting the, the not, not protecting uh, the quarterback. It's just Baker Mayfield. It's, it's, it's hard. So I would, I would say, and I said it last year that they should, they should move him somewhere. But where, I mean, think about it. Where, I mean, what's, what's a good fit? I mean, well, I think the New England Patriots have a lot of money and they need a receiver. Because right, you think about Bill Belichick, right. you know, OBJ, uh, it's like Cam Newton. I'm like, it's right now it seems to work with Cam, you know, and I, I think it will work because I think, you know, with Bill after a while, you're like, say, look, 
I've got to acclimate to some of these young players. You know, they go, if we winning over here, and I said it earlier, if you winning and you come to the locker room with a donkey head on, we don't <laughs> care as long as we winning. It, it's great. But now when you start losing, that donkey head becomes a problem. Mike, man, you got to get that donkey head off. So I, that's a, that would be a good spot. But I do think they should move him. Now, speaking, speaking of OBJ, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, their next game Thursday night is against the Cincinnati Bengals, who had the first pick in Joe Burrow. How do you think he played against, one, the San Diego Chargers, and two, how do you think he'll fare against this Cleveland Browns team uh, this Thursday? Well, first of all, playing against San Diego Chargers have a very good defense. You know, Joey Bolsa, they, they have a good defense. They, they get after you. And, I mean, I got to say, TJ, I was shocked how well he played for a rookie. He played extremely well. Um, I see potential there in him. Um, I mean, with, 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 with him at quarterback, it gives the Browns a chance. I mean, I really, I really believe it. You know, with a young quarterback, you always have these questions. It's only one game, too. It's only, it's only the first game of the season. And the, but the Browns' defense, as you saw last week, they were giving it up. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, he, if he wants to light it up, I think this would be a time. If he could have, a, a say, a 250, 300-yard day, it would be great for his confidence and a win more than anything. It'd be great for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I got a buddy that's a big Browns fan. So he said, he was like, we this this is a fight for Ohio right now. So, so I don't know who's going to win. Our guest is the Hall of Famer, E.D., Eric Dickerson. Eric, speaking about lighting it up, everybody had thrown dirt on Aaron Rodgers, said that he was done, you know, that, uh, you know, just a matter of time before they move on. The opener came against the Vikings, and you know they play defense, they play and defense. He, he lit them up. What did you make of Aaron Rodgers in game one? He has a chip on his shoulder. He looked like the old Aaron Rodgers. You know, and I th- every time I think about the Minnesota Vikings, I think about when we used to play Because let me tell you, they would hit you. They, they, they're a defense that, that's always been known to hit. Aaron Rodgers looked like, how dare you draft a quarterback? How dare you? I slap you in the face. You know better than this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can tell he has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, to me, they don't, but they don't, I just feel like they, they owe him more than that. They, they, they owe him more respect than that, give him more weapons, but Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and E.D., he dropped a dime in on some of those passes. I oh, mean, I, am I, mean, I right? That one this, right this, before- this, this much space and the ball is in there. I mean, T.J., you know as a receiver. I mean, just catch you know, it. In, the NFL, in the NFL, that that that's open right there. Yeah. But he put it. Spaces like almost like the size of a football. I mean, I mean, I, I, I always thought he was, you know, all that and a, and a bag of chips. And all, all he did was solidify what everybody has been saying. You take last year away, and because they they ran they ran the ball a ton, and it's exactly what you said. Y'all really gonna draft Jordan Love? I'm gonna show y'all that y'all made a mistake. You're not going to have no choice but to continue to play me, and now you guys have wasted a first-round pick. Now, with that being said, Minnesota Vikings, will they be able to bounce? Zimmer's prideful. His team has always done well defensively. For them to get ate up the way they did on Sunday, can they bounce back, and how do you see this division going? Most definitely. I mean, you know, I, I, I like the Indianapolis Colts football team, but – you know, they got, they got one problem over there, that quarterback division, Phillip Rivers. And I hate to say that because Phillip is, has been a great quarterback in the NFL, but sometimes we can kind of play too long. And, and for me, I think he's, he's taking it a little bit too long. Phillip, he can't move, he can't run. And 
he's going to always throw a pick at the wrong time. So for me, the Vikings most definitely, I say they're going to get their share this week. I think they will win this football game. Um, win that division, I don't know. I can't say who will win that division. I mean, I, I like the Vikings, the Bears. And that's, that's a question there. But, you know, every, like I said, every time I go back to, that, to playing in that division, I think about the Vikings because the Vikings to hit me. I mean, I'm like, they would, they would just give it to me. I got to say, I almost have nightmares about them. But, yeah, I, I feel like the Minnesota Vikings will bounce back and beat the Colts. All right. His name is Eric Dickerson, ED, man. We appreciate your knowledge. Thanks for joining the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, my man. Thank you so much. You're welcome, my brother. Can I ask you a question? Can sure. Since you, 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 you're a basketball man. So tell me, let me ask you. I know you're not a LeBron man. You're not, you're not a LeBron fan, <laughs> man. But you got to stay, bro, LeBron, think about this here. He has went possibly to three different teams, possibly, if he, if he wins this championship here. You, you got to put him up there as probably one of the greatest of all time. No question. No, he's number two. He's number two on my list. I've never he number two on your list? He's number two. But Michael Jordan, six for six, won all six MVPs. Remember, LeBron has lost six times in the NBA Finals. Let's just be honest. Right? I know. I, I, but I, look yeah. how many times he's been there. It ain't about it ain't about going. Yeah, it is. And I'm gonna tell you why. You know why? Nobody ever says Marv Levy's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. Now, and he went to four Super Bowls. But how many did he win? How many did he win? How many did he win? You know what? How many because did he... it's about winning. How... It's about and winning. LeBron and has... way, Eric, now, come on. If... It, is, it is about winning. It is about winning. I mean, that that is true. Hey, if Michael but... Jordan had gone to the NBA Finals early in his career, would he have won? But my only thing is he's perfect. 6-0 and is hard to argue with when you talk about greatness. No, no, no. Anybody from my generation, your gen it's hard to put anybody over Michael Jordan. But the generation of today is LeBron James. And they all will say LeBron, it. It's, 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 it's right. It's, it's LeBron yeah. James. It's like if, if, if the Lakers would have lost, the Lakers would have oh, lost. They killed them. They, thank you. Tank That's what I'm going to say. They would have. They're they not killing. They're not killing for what? They would have killed Rob LeBron. Parker would have put LeBron 10th on Parker, his you list. Know, <laughs> <murdered him. laughs> See, you would know have murdered it. You know what? You know what? I, I would have I would have given my payback to Fox because it was like stealing money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. That, that, all I, right. That's the basketball court. It's, it's all good. We love it. All right, E.D., E.D., we so appreciate much, you man. for your time, brother. I, I guess they know, man. Okay, All right. All right, now let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss, from the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, and he will uh, recap last week our records, how well we did, and uh, then we'll get into the picks coming up for this coming week. What's up, Martin? Rob, TJ, all in all, a very successful week for the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. If you listened and you played, then you got paid. TJ finished the week four and one, Rob three and two. TJ's parlay cast, Rob's did not. And, but Rob does have the, uh, the straight up edge in the chicken wing side bets. <laughs> TJ and Rob both picked Bears plus three and the under. Bears won outright 27 to 23. Game went over, obviously. Both Rob and TJ agreed Green Bay would cover two and a half. And both Rob and uh both Rob and TJ agreed that Baltimore would cover the seven and a half, which they did in a resounding fashion against the uh Cleveland Browns. 
And the one split and divide here, TJ went with his hometown Bengals plus Homer, three and a half. Homer. Bad PI call. Rob. Cost him the outright win. Rob took the Chargers. Rob took the Chargers three and a half. And TJ, honestly, you were saved almost by a bad beat, depending on what the line was. You had the AJ Green OPI and then the missed field goal for overtime. Bam. All in all, tough to go. But. Rob, you lost in Vegas there. However, Rob, you did bet TJ straight up on the money line that the Chargers would beat the Bengals. So that OPI comes in your favor, and you owe, and TJ, you owe Rob a six. Man, that, that right. was a terrible call. Like, first off, the call in the Rams game, terrible. Jalen Ramsey was uh, playing European basketball with the flop, and he was playing in the NBA. <laughs> and then A.J. Green, his was P.I., but you got to understand the DB is holding him around the waist the entire time. So if he's going to hold me around the waist, I need to create separation. These uh, referees need to figure this out. The roles have been slanted towards the offensive side so much that now they're calling offensive PI at a clip that it's, it's not offensive PI. It's almost a natural movement when somebody's grabbing your arm to push off and say, get off of me. That's just a natural movement. If you're not going to call the initial hold, then don't call the offensive PI. Just kind of let them play unless it's just really flagrant. Look look at the uh, in the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings. Was it Minnesota and the Saints last year when the tight end Kyle Rudolph pushed off an end zone? That was blatant. They did not call that. And I'm sitting here like, whoa. And so get some consistency with it. That's all I'm saying. Well, that no, and you, your point is well taken about the consistency factor. So, all right, so there we go. Week one, we both got off to good starts. And if people listen, let's do it now, TJ, for uh, week two in the NFL. Let's go. And let's, let, let's start with the Bengals at the Browns. The Browns getting... Right? No, they're giving up. Brother Brown is giving up six and a half points to the Bengals. Six and a half points in Cleveland. Where are you on that game? Man, this is this is tough because the Browns pretty much rolled the Bengals last year. I mean, they boat raced them. And oh no, they 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 I think in both <laughs> games they had over five hundred yards of offense in both games. They absolutely embarrassed the Bengals. And so both teams coming off of a loss. And you would you would assume the Browns would do the same thing. And maybe I'm being a homer with this. Six and a half points, the way the Bengals defense played last year. I mean last year, last week against uh San Diego, LA Chargers, not San Diego, the LA Chargers. I just I see that, D, especially if they can get Geno Atkins back, that, that's going to really help him. And I didn't realize he wasn't going to play this past Sunday. If they can get Geno Atkins back in the middle of that defense and they're going to have to chip and help this right tackle out, Bobby Hart, because he, he was somewhat of a liability against the Chargers. I, I see them covering. Six and a half is a lot of points to give up. And I, and I, and I see why it can be six and a half. It's Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback. The Browns killed him. Uh. I, I like the Bengals in this one, and, and it's tough because I think the Browns could be a surprise playoff team, but the way they lost to the Ravens, if, if they don't turn this around quick, it's going to get ugly, and it's going to start snowballing downhill. I, I'm going to take 
the Browns. I think that this is a best bet because this is their whole season. It and is. this yeah. might tear this might tear apart TJ, their whole team, on whether you trade OBJ. If they have another stinker, there's no way that they can just you you know in the NFL, you start off 0-2, your season is almost over. I mean, it, it's it's that imperative that you get a win. They must get a win. They're gonna be at home. I'm telling you, the and, and OBJ and Baker Mayfield and those guys have to put something together. They were so bad against the Ravens. I think they take it out on the Bengals. They win this game, and they win by two touchdowns. That's where I am. It, it kind of – if the, the Browns wouldn't surprise me if they covered. And, and I go to last year, first game of the season, people don't forget or they don't remember. The Bengals had a chance to beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle last year, first game of the I season. I remember that. And their kicker missed <laughs> – Two field goals at the end of the game to win the game. And look how that season turned out. They didn't recover from it. They end up winning two games, going 2-14. and 14. And so it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't think Joe Burrow is going to let that happen. He He's a competitor. Yeah, he's a rookie. But I believe if they can stay competitive with the Browns early, they're going to start to get frustrated, especially if those guys aren't getting the ball. If that frustration is going to kick in, um, they're going to start to press. And you can see some turnovers. And so I'm betting on that happen. But I wouldn't be surprised because I do believe the Browns are a dark horse playoff team and they have a ton of talent. All right, let's go to the Broncos at the Steelers. Steelers minus seven and a half. Uh, Broncos, of course, lost on Monday night. Um, TJ, you go first. Who, who do you like in this game? Do you like that? Uh, Steelers get, uh, giving up seven and a half? You know, when, when you look at this, I don't know how good the Titans are. The Broncos played them nip and tuck that entire game. But how good are the Tennessee Titans? They lose Jarrell Casey, Jadavion Clowney. I don't know how good the Titans are. And so when I say that, that tell, I don't know how good the Broncos are. They, they have a ton of talent, but they're young on the offensive side of the ball, the skill positions. Uh, I don't, you don't know if Phillip Lindsey, what was going on with his injury, is he going to be able to play Melvin Gordon fumbled. You really don't like that, but their receivers are good. They're just young. And then watching that Steelers and Giants game Monday night, the Steelers turned it on and played well, but they were having a ton of problems blocking the Giants up front. I, I, I like the Steelers. They're going to get off to the Broncos offensive line, and, and that's why seven and a half is a ton of points to give up. But the way the Steelers get after the quarterback, man, is I, I got to roll with the Steelers. They get up to the quarterback, and they're they not going to give Drew Locke a lot of time to throw the ball. I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm not a big ben, big ben fan, but he did what he had to do against the Giants. And here's the other thing. The score in that game, Tennessee and the Broncos, was close because the kicker missed three field goals and an extra point. And, you know, obviously they need to punch in. Tennessee should have punched in another yeah. touchdown or so. But that should have been a route. It should have been. Yes. So I'm not buying into Denver. Uh, they got lucky that that game was even close and they even had a chance to win that game because the kicker was terrible. Ten points. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that's ten points. That's, that's a lot of points. Yeah. There's your points right there. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm, I'm going to give up the seven and a half. I know I'm giving up a lot of points in these first two picks. But I just don't think the competition is good enough to uh, to stop them. All right, 
Let's go to the uh, Packers and Lions. The Lions are at Green Bay. Packers are giving them six points. Where are you on this game? The Lions, of course, had the Bears beaten. They gave it up uh, like a two-dollar whore in the uh, <laughs> in the fourth quarter. They did. I mean, oh. they've done this before. I mean, TJ, they should have won that game. They had that game in total control. I agree. And the Bears came back and won that game. Where are you on this, uh, Packers? We know what Aaron Rodgers did. We know about the offense. They let him throw the ball 44 times. He only did it twice last year. That was a good sign that it wasn't just going to be running. What would you make of that, and, and what do you got? Aaron Rodgers looked like he's a man on a mission. He looked like he's on a man on a mission to prove a point. All y'all talk about is Mahomes, Russell, and Lamar. I'm going to show y'all that y'all better continue to mention my name when you speak of the best quarterbacks in this league. And so until he shows me that he's not this man that I see on a mission, I, six points, I think that's nothing for the Packers. The way they played, I, I think they're going to kill the Lions, man. I think they'll win this by two touchdowns fairly easy. Um, defensively, they can lock you down with their corners. They're good on the back end. They're good up front. And offensively, again, Aaron Rodgers is the man on the mission. So I'll, I'll take those six points, and, and I'll roll with the Packers. I'm with you on this game as well. Uh, I, I just I want to see Aaron Rodgers, of course, week two. The Lions have been a historically bad road team as well. Same thing in Green Bay. If you could believe this, TJ, in the 20 years I covered the Lions for the Detroit News and the Detroit Free Press, I saw the Lions – have two 24-game road losing streaks. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. Think about that in two. the NFL. Wow. Two of them. Wow. 24 straight <laughs> twice. Wow. So, I, I, you know, until they show me that they can beat a good opponent, and the big bugaboo for Matt Stafford is that he doesn't beat any good teams. And whether it's all his fault or not, or they don't have all the pieces, whatever you want to use, TJ, they just don't beat good teams. And Green Bay looks like a good team to me. They won 13 games last year, and they look good in week one. I'm going to take the Packers minus six. There we go. All right, let's do the uh, Vikings at the Colts. Colts minus three um, against the Vikings. You know, it's always tough. It's a road game. Vikings lost week one. Colts also lost week one. Very big game for both teams. Who do you like? I mean, for me, I, I, I'm actually shocked that the Colts are the favorite in this, considering that they lost to Jacksonville, who everybody assumes they're tanking, they don't have much to play with, they're not playing with NFL-quality, high-level starters, and they're the favorite because they're at home. They're, there's no fans in the crowd. The Vikings, they lost pretty handily, but they played the Packers. And so I, I like the Vikings in this. I believe they're a playoff team or they're going to be fighting for that last wild card spot. And if they are, they should be able to bounce back and beat the Colts. That's the worst opening game that Mike Zimmer's defense has ever had. He and I, I played under Zimmer with the Bengals. They are getting their ass handed to him this week in practice. And so he he is. You better be attention to detail, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and making sure you know what's going on. And so. 
I, I like the Vikings to come in there and uh, recover from that butt whipping that the Packers gave them. So I'll take those three points and I'll go into that game up 3-0, Vikings. I was going to take the Colts because they need to win and they're at home. But you know what? I think the Vikings season is on the line and I think that they can't afford. I know it sounds crazy. The Bears got off to a 1-0 start. Uh, the Packers are in a 1-0 mm -hmm. start. If you're the Vikings and you lose, you know, you already are behind the eight ball. I, I just think that – and people were picking them for the division, right? Not just to make the playoffs, yes. but to win the division. Yes. So if you lose the first two, TJ, you're going to be in trouble. I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take the Vikings. I think they bounce back. I think their defense gets two or three picks from Phillip Rivers, who's a pick machine, and he doesn't even have an afro. So I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you on the road today. Come on, man. You're on the road. I got to bring it. All right, let's move on. The Giants are at the Bears. Here's a game that the, the Bears are giving up five and a half points. Are you taking the Giants plus the five and a half, or you think the Bears will cover? This is a this is the hardest game for me to, to choose from. And, and I say that because the Giants impressed me in the first half against the Steelers. I actually thought they had a chance to uh, win that game and for sure cover defensively. I, I didn't. I didn't bet that game for that reason. I I thought they did too. Defen they could cover defensively, it. they they got after the Steelers pretty good in the first half, and they just they couldn't punch it in. Daniel Jones costly turnover on a nineteen play drive. They they just they just couldn't get it done. If Swift, the running back from the Lions, catches that ball, the Bears lose the game. And so I don't know how good the Bears are. I don't know how good the Giants are. You, you say five and a half points. For me, I'll go out on a limb and say you would think the Bears defensively should be able to slow Daniel Jones down. And they, they couldn't slow Matthew Stafford down. And they should have lost that game. And so because I like what I saw at the Giants defensively up front, the Bears win the game. The Giants, uh, they'll cover. Okay. I'm going to take the Bears minus five and a half. Uh, you know, the Giants, I'm just not so sure. Early on, they, they might hold it close and compete like they did against mm -hmm. Pittsburgh and then give it up in the second half. And you're only talking about one touchdown. Could they lose 21-14? I think they could yeah. in Chicago. So that's the way I'm looking at it, that they'll compete, but that they can lose by a touchdown. And even if it's two field goals, I still win. Do you know what I mean yeah. if I'm the Bears? So I'm, I'm going to take the Bears, give the Giants the five and a half, and, uh, and the Bears go to 2-0 and and the Giants it, go to 0-2. You, you know what else also is Saquon did not have a good game running the ball. And no, no, you're being, you're being nice. He had a terrible game running and the ball. And so you would think – at least you would hope that's going to be an emphasis this week on in practice. And, and so if, if he can do that and they can run the ball better and create some lanes for him up front, which I assume that's what coaches do. We played terrible up front. We didn't run the ball well. Identify the mistakes, work on them this week. And so come on, Giants, make me look good, baby. All right. And the last game we're doing with the uh, spread, Ravens minus seven at the Texans. Texans didn't look good in week one. Ravens looked like a well-oiled machine, picked up where they left off 
Last year, you remember they ran off 12 in a row. They beat all these playoff teams. They were amazing. Uh, where are you on this game? So are we going to see the Houston Texans defense that played the Kansas City Chiefs bend but don't break play coverage? Or are we going to see the defense with Romeo Cornell? Let's play a lot of man-to-man, eight-man front, single high safety, and say throw the ball. If they play how they play the Chiefs, this is going to get ugly. They might have four or five possessions because Baltimore were running down their throats. And seven points, the way Baltimore looks, this spread should be about 11, 10. And so I think this is the easiest one on the, on the slate here it is the Ravens. I'll eat those seven points, and I'll, and I'll say the Ravens win uh, 10 points easy. Hard for me to argue with you. I think the Ravens, too, and until somebody stops yeah. them, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see yes. it. Because, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, it's easy. It's not even like overthrowing ball. He's like 20 for 25, all easy throws. He didn't overrun. I mean, he did everything. It was just effortless. And they rolled up points. So I'm with you. I, I think the Texans will have their hands full. I think the Ravens can win by 10 or 14. I'll say they win by 10. So I'll give up the seven points. And there you have it. The Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere, and they'll even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's a lot of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook. But here's more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. Seriously, guys, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet back, up to $1,000 back in site credit. So my parlay bets of the week will be the Green Bay Packers giving up six points against the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens giving up seven points against the Houston Texans. Now, my parlay hit last week. My parlay is going to hit this week, and I'm going to keep saying it. If you knew better, you would do better. That's my parlay of the week. So if you're ready to bet on the NFL this football season, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with the promo code LP3 so they know that I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code LP3 so that they yours truly sent you. One love. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook promo app. Promo code LP3. All right, TJ, let's do some over-unders, all right? See where you are in these games. Lions at Packers, 49 and a half. Over-under. I believe that goes over, man. The, the way the Packers are throwing the ball and scoring points and Aaron Rodgers is that man on a mission, uh, I, I could see them putting up 35 and uh the Detroit Lions coming in about 17 that that looks like an over to me so I like I like that game to go over I'm with you too uh Packers in Green Bay uh Aaron Rodgers has to be feeling great like like he can make any throw you know what I mean yes so he comes into the game feeling really confident the receivers have to uh have to feel good about it uh 
And yes, the Lions will put up. They're not going to get skunked or anything. They'll put up some points uh, with Matthew Stafford. So I'm with you. I like the over in that one. Let's go to the um, Giants and the Bears. I'm going to go first on this, TJ. And I'm going to say to you, I'm going to go. The number is uh, 42. I'm going to go under. I think the Bears will win. But I don't think it will be a high-scoring affair. It could be 17-10. It could be something like that, 20 to 10. It could be, So I'm going to say under, under 42. What about you? I like it to go under. I'm looking at a score, cross my fingers, of 20 to 17, somewhere along that lines. The Bears, they, even though they won, they, they need to bounce back and play better defensively. You don't know how good the Lions are going to be offensively. You don't know. You, you, they're lucky to be able to open up and play the first two teams of the season being the Lions and the Giants that are not juggernauts on offensively on the side of that on that side of the ball and so if the Bears are going to be contenders they need to hold them to under 17 points and so I see that happening uh yeah 20 to 17 but I'll take the under as well all right here's a big number 52 over under for that Ravens Texans game 52 points I get it. The Ravens are a high-powered offense, and people expect them to light up that scoreboard every week. Where are you on this game? Are you taking an over in this? Man, that's a lot of points, and I am going to take the over, and I'll tell you why. I'll take the over because I do believe the Ravens are going to score a lot of points, but I believe the Texans are going to do what they did Thursday night to open up the season. They're going to make the game look a little closer than what it was by scoring a touchdown or two Later in the game, garbage time stats, as we spoke of last week, stats, just fluff stats and fluffy right. touchdowns. Stat Padford. Stat Padford, yes. And so I believe that will happen. The Ravens will be winning handily, and the Texans and Deshaun Watson will march down the field and probably score seven to 14 points later in the game uh, to make it look a little closer than what it was. I'm going to say under, and here's my reason why. If the Texans have any shot at winning this game, they cannot let the Ravens come out and march down the field. Like, they they have to play some defense. And you're right uh, about them trying to come and make the game closer. But if they aren't able to stop them, like, at the very beginning, they have no chance to win. I expect them to put an uh, emphasis on defense, trying to limit them early on so it's not a blowout and they're in the game. I'm going to say it's under. They'll score points. But I'm going to go under 52, 52 is a lot of points, man. That's, a, That's lot. a lot. It is a lot. I'm going to say under on that one. All right, it's time for our lemon pepper parlay, which we do every week on this. We parlay two games. And, TJ, are you ready with your two? I'm ready. What you got? To All me, right. the, the, the surest bets of the week got to be the Green Bay Packers giving up six to get the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens giving up seven against the Texans. And I hate to give up that many points, but the way these teams looked in week one, I'm rolling with the Ravens until somebody in some team shows me otherwise. And it might be, I believe it's week six uh, against the Chiefs. But until somebody shows me otherwise, I got to roll with the Ravens. And I got my notes here. It is actually, oh, week three. Oh, coming up. Yes. So week three is the Chief and the Ravens until somebody shows me that they can compete and slow the Baltimore Ravens down. I'm rolling with them. So, yeah, I like the Packers and the Ravens. 
That's my <laughs> lemon pepper parlay, baby. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay. I'm with you on the Packers. I think that's a good bet. Minus six, one touchdown. They can, they can win that game. So I'm there. And when we come to the second game, I'm going to go against your Bengals, and I'm going to go with the Browns. I think it's a must win, not only this season, but for what they've done with Baker. I think it's that big of a game that they need to win it. Otherwise, you might have to rethink your quarterback, and you might have to trade OBJ. That's how big I think that game is. You lose to the Bengals and a rookie quarterback, all bets are off. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're Baker Mayfield. You'll... So that's why I'm going to say the Browns have to win that game, and they'll win it by more than a touchdown. Couldn't argue it. Can't, can't argue it. Once again, right. hey, once again, Rob, we're giving these people free money, man. Once again. Free, free, free money. You better start listening to us. And you know uh, TJ last week won his parlay. I was close. <laughs> I was close to winning mine too, but all right. Yeah. I'll make up for it this week. So there you go. There it is for uh, TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. It's the Lemon Pepper Parlay Park Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, download, share it with your friends. Let them know this is the place to be, not only for uh, some good chicken wings, but for some good football picks. Right, TJ? They already know, man. I, I'm going to say it every week. If they knew better, they would do better. <laughs>